This is Almost 107, a Fanshawe College Journalism student podcast. Get real. Here's the problem with the leader of the opposition. He is in love with the sound of his own voice and his own attacks, but he doesn't actually check the facts. So... The high school drama teacher over here accuses others of liking the sounds of their own voices. This from a guy who, if he were made of chocolate, he would eat himself. <laughs> Justin Trudeau and Pierre Polivier, two star-crossed politicians that are both pretty much household names in Canada at this point. You could not hit up your nearest Tim Hortons after a day at the ice rink, of course, and not hear one of these two names get brought up. And while Canadians of all ages are pretty familiar with the two frontrunners, some younger Canadians or first-time voters could still be unfamiliar with our process and our dealings at the local levels with elections. And obviously, here at Almost 107, we love to do our research, so I went out and asked Thomas, Bryce, and Kira on what they know and their opinions on our elections. Have you voted before with any election? I've not voted before. No, I haven't voted before. I voted in two elections in the past, yeah. Okay. And so after asking if they voted before, I went on to ask how familiar they are with the process of elections. Do you, do you know the process of how it works, like what happens? Yeah, so you get assigned to go to a voting station that's what are based off of whatever your legal address is. Uh, and then you go there and you fill out a ballot. Um, to my knowledge, all you have to do is go to a... Uh, polling station and usually those are at like schools and lo local municipalities uh, from there I have no idea wow. all I know is that you show up <laughs> all right. yeah not crazy familiar I only really paid attention to part of civics class in high school so I, I know enough to vote and I know to do my research but that's about it and what would you like seen to be changed within how our elections work uh, just a little bit more I guess, able to collaborate between the parties um, because if both parties are going against each other and, like, none of them can make a decision, there's there's going to be no improvements. Like, we still have to have forward motion. Um, that's a good question. I would say maybe, maybe start from a lower level, like, elementary school and get kids educated on... I'm not saying teach them politics, but I'm saying teach them how to vote and teach them like what the importance may be um, and try to leave it as unbiased as possible so that kids can make their own decisions going forward and be influenced by whatever they choose to rather than just school. Um, but I think it starts probably at a lower level than, than now. I'd also like to see maybe some advertisements on TV um, with like maybe a 30 second explanation on how to and where to and what to bring and stuff like that. Okay. Just some normal education I think would be good. All right, all right. Uh, I don't know much about London, but I know back home, I think, uh, back home is a completely different county. Um, but I know that a lot of people just vote for whatever their parents vote for, which is pretty problematic because things change a lot from generation to generation. So just um, in the younger generations, definitely learning a little bit more. I need to do it myself. But um, yeah, doing that research before you actually go out to the polls. So with it being pretty evident that our election awareness in the city is mid-level at best with our generation, I wanted to see if anyone could help. So I asked Chelsea Tucker, vice president of the Bowie Group. 
And the Bowie Group is a consulting firm that helps with ideas and strategies, including political consulting. So I asked Ms. Tucker what she thinks we can do to improve election awareness within our generation in general. Yeah, so I think more so um, that's incumbent upon the parties in, in a lot of ways to kind of reach out um, and show youth why they should get involved, why their voice matters. And I think it's kind of twofold. One is making sure that we have policies that our young people can actually see themselves in, things that they care about, whether we're talking about uh, buying a first-time home or what the cost of rent looks like, groceries. I think a lot of that falls within the affordability measures. Um, But there's also different examples of policies that can help motivate youth to come out. As well, I think, how we communicate. So looking at innovative ways, whether that's through social media, through more videos, but reaching out to use the platforms that they use rather than more traditional conventional methods that we might use with other segments of voters. Right. So... Like uh, have like maybe heavier presence on social media would be a good strategy to get like first time voters or young people more enticed to go to the polls. Yeah, and I think it's more than just the presence too. Um, like if we look at Pierre Polyev, for example, he's kind of brought a new innovative way with kind of short docu style videos, kind of breaking down complex issues, whether we're talking about housing or dead or other things that way and bringing a new interesting light to it, engaging content on a platform that you are also on. Right. Okay. Do you think more like compulsory voting or like trying to incentivize young people to vote, do you think that's a good idea or do you just think maybe we can improve the ways we can vote for young people would increase voter turnout? Yeah, I mean, like, you can look at uh, different countries around the world that do uh, mandate voting. They have higher turnout, but I don't think that that's necessarily always a good thing. (laughs) I mean, we obviously want as many people out to the polls to vote. Uh, To exercise their democratic right is a great thing to do. Uh, But I think people should do it because they feel motivated to, they see hope and opportunity in a candidate that they're voting for rather than something else that they're mandated to do, like renew your driver's license or anything like that, right? right? I think invigorating people, making them see themselves in a candidate or get excited about policies. Um, and I think it starts young. So I think there's lots of things we can do, talking more in the education system about what our process is, letting people know the what they're like MPP or their MP does, what the role of the Prime Minister is. I think there's an opportunity that people can kind of see the impact of their vote um, and how they can actually sway policy, right? So I think there's more potential and better ways that we can motivate people to get involved, to vote and exercise that right than just mandating it. So along with innovative ways to engage younger people with elections, Mrs. Tucker also suggested that we educate young voters on the roles of our elected officials. So I asked City Councilor and Deputy Mayor of London, Sean Lewis, on his thoughts on how we can engage young people with votes. 
first one would just be what's something that you would tell a young person here in London that would might be that would be a first time voter what's something that you would tell them that's like hey you should vote for our next election sure so what I would say to to any young uh, person who's ready to vote for their first time uh, and, and why it's important to vote municipally and, and know about the local political scene is whether you go for a skate at the arena or a swim in a pool or, or just for a walk in a park um, if you um, expect your garbage to be collected on garbage day um, if you uh, take a transit bus or if you park your car in a public parking lot um, those are all things that are delivered by the municipal government. Um, it is your city government that really delivers the things on a day-to-day basis that most people use. We don't even think about a lot of the time. We, we take for granted that when we turn on the shower or the kitchen uh, tap that we're going to have clean water come out or that when we flush the toilet, um, the, the material in the toilet is going to go down the drain and disappear. That's all provided by your city government. Uh, and so it is what I would say to young voters, the most important level of government to know about and be engaged in. So the next one I would just have is what's something that say they're a little bit nervous about the process itself. What something that they should be expecting when they go to vote for the next municipal election in London? Well, I would say the first thing is don't be nervous. Don't be afraid to reach out to uh, your counselor or the candidates in an, in an election and ask questions. It's okay to not know the process. It is absolutely fine to just send us your questions and, and let us answer them as best we can. Um, that might need to be a, a follow-up uh, email or two back and forth or you know a comment on a social media post. But people who have put their name forward for public office... We actually do want to hear your questions so that we can do our best to answer them. We know that that people are busy, you know, whether it's studies, sports, uh, a a job. Um, We're actually looking to do the heavy lifting. We're the ones that will will do the research, that will do the the policy development. Uh, We don't expect you to put in all of that effort full time the way we do. But we want to hear your questions so we can help get the information that's relevant to you out. So that would be my my number one encouragement is don't be nervous about it reach out and ask questions and and we will help get you the information that you will need to feel comfortable about showing up at the polling station and and putting a ballot in the box for me it's kind of easier because i know now but how would someone who's like wondering about it how would they what do you think is a great way to reach out to a counselor on how if they have any questions with elections Sure. Well, the best way to reach out is always by email because we all do our jobs a little bit differently. We all have other commitments in our lives, uh, just like students do. Um, So we're not always available to grab a a phone call. Uh, But once it's in an email, we can send you links to more information. We can respond to you. Uh, I I know residents have gotten responses from me at 1130, 12 o'clock at night. I'm not going to call your phone at that time and I can answer your question, but I can easily send you an email back and and start that connection and then if a more uh convenient interaction is needed we can establish together uh what the best way to contact each other is but that to me is is what i would say to folks is email is is the gold standard you're not necessarily going to get an answer 
immediately back in in the next 10 or 15 minutes but most people in elected office they will get back to you it might take a day or two depending on how complex the question it might even take a week or two uh, but most of us make the effort to get back to you and so that's the way to reach out and get your questions answered do you feel it's important for london to try and specifically reach out to young people to get them more involved and to get them to vote more in our elections I do. And in fact, uh, during uh, the month of January, when we were doing our public engagement uh, on the budget, uh, I actually reached out and engaged some Clark Road students and had them circulate a little survey on some of their priorities as well, because uh, they're the next group of voters coming up. And, and I want them to know that even if I can't do everything they're asking, even if um, the, the votes go a different way, it's not because I didn't listen to them. There might be other reasons, but I wanted to hear for them what a priority was uh, and what they felt was reasonable uh, for us to be thinking about going into the budget. Um, so that that does matter. Uh, I want young people engaged. I, I've had um, kids from my hockey team that, that I've helped coach over the years uh, actually go door-to-door campaigning with me and, and learned about some of the things that are involved in an election process. I think it's vitally important uh, for young people to be involved. Uh, we need people who are are going to be ready to step into these roles too and and the way to do that is to participate in the democratic process first yeah pretty much just making sure that we can get to them as they become eligible to vote that's how you feel would help like if we were to participate in the high schools more and educate them in that capacity absolutely i I think that that's key is to help get them thinking about it before the, the time to vote even comes um, I think, you know, there, there's an important component of uh, our own outreach as elected officials uh, and as a, a municipality as well to get information out on various platforms, um, whether that's a social media post on Instagram, uh, whether that's a website link, whatever that happens to be, um, do our best to circulate as much information as we can. Um, at the end of the day, it's still up to the individual whether or not they want to consume that information and engage further. But I really come back to, I, I think it's so vitally important when you think about all of the services day to day in your life that a municipal government provides. Um, even emergency service, police, fire and ambulance, those are all done by your city government, not by um, Mr. Trudeau in Ottawa or Mr. Ford in Queens Park. They're done right here by your city council. And so they're really, really vitally important things that a municipality does. And at the end of our conversation, Mr. Lewis really wanted to reiterate the fact that with municipal politics, we're picking people, not parties, and we should be able to do our research and learn about where everyone stands. Um, if I could add, share one other thought with you, yeah, um, and it kind of is, is tied back to that first question, um, which is, you know, why is it important? Um, the, the other thing that I think it's really important for younger voters to know and and all voters actually because i have people who are 65 years old who confuse this uh from time to time as well um municipal politics and and city council elections that is the one level of election in our country where you don't have party leaders you you don't have party platforms you're it's it's not about uh being conservative or ndp or liberal it is about who do you think has the best interests of your neighborhood, 
because our ward boundaries at, at city council are very much neighborhood-based boundaries. So who do you think is best going to represent your neighborhood? Who do you think has the experience to do the job locally for you? And, and who do you think is going to actually keep listening to the people once they are elected to office? Um, because there's no uh, party leader who's telling you what to do when you're elected municipally. It is the person who's elected and the people in their area that sent them there that really make the decision. So it's it's really the most direct level of democracy we have in our country. Um, nobody gets overruled by, you know, uh, Mr. Singh or Mr. Polyever or Mr. Trudeau. Um, members of city council are accountable to their own promises and to their own voters and not to promises that are made in another city uh, at a different level of government. So I think that that's really important to, to underline when you vote municipally, you're voting for the person that you think is best for the job. And with Mr. Lewis covering the municipal side, I also asked North London Centre MPP Terence Kernigan on his thoughts with young people and elections. I always love going to their events and, and chatting with them. It's what I see in young people today is that people really don't like the way things have gone. They see everything is costing more. Their opportunity to have a good paying job and to own a house is falling between the cracks and in all the while the wealthiest people are getting ever more wealthy the government could step in the government could uh, could make sure to fix that like one also concrete way i believe the government can fix things is our our education funding particularly post-secondary education we are the richest province in uh, in canada and yet we spend the least amount um, on education in particular. Well, the least amount on all services. Like, the government takes money, and they do, they do not give it back. They give it to their wealthy insiders. Like, we would have to raise post-secondary funding by 43.5%. And that's not even to be first in Canada. That's just to be second last. So, uh, you know, I think in order to make sure that people have the opportunity they need, that we invest in young people, make sure there is more in OSAP in terms of grants, not loans. Because if we invest in young people, we're investing in a brave future. Okay. All right. Thank you. And then I guess just last question is for young people who think they're, I guess they're just searching or not searching, researching. What would be something that they could expect from their local MPP for why they would want to go to the polls in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it would be a matter of uh, taking a look at, you know, different pieces of legislation that I brought forward, like ones that will protect affordability, like I said, with uh, restoring rent control, stopping rent eviction, and then vacancy decontrol. Uh, but also, you know, different uh, legislation that I've had about mental health, about uh, investing in young people. Um, you know, social media is a good place to turn. There's also the website, but uh, you can always reach out to my office. You know, I'm always happy to sit down, have a coffee, because, you know, I think a lot of people in government are disconnected from young people. I like to be as present as possible and as, um, you know, as, as reachable as possible, because, you know, I can't know what people are going through unless they're, you know, willing to sit down with me and, and discuss it. I welcome every opportunity to do so. But unfortunately, like a lot of people go and say, oh, my vote doesn't count. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, it's not worth it. You know, and, and the ability to vote is, is protected by any job. You know, you get up to a three hour leave to go and vote on voting day. But, uh, but as well, you know, the question comes down to, do you want people making decisions for you when you know that they're not going to be making the decisions that you approve of?
Right. Yeah, and then because also a couple of other things that they've been saying is either they they simply don't know enough about the party's status other than like they know what liberal and what conservative means within the government, like within like the yeah. parameters, or yeah. it's something about like they don't know their like their ideals of the specific MPPs in their riding. Well, you know, one thing, um, just a couple other things. Like, we stand for democratic reform. Like, we want to, we have first past the post, right? Yeah. And it's an archaic system, you know, with uh, at least majority governments and minority governments, which minority being far better than the majority. But we want to, uh, to bring in electoral reform so we have proportional representation, which forces uh, parties to work together to stop this nonsense of, you know, if you're wearing a you know, different colored shirt, I can't work with you. And, but uh, so the last thing I wanted to mention, if it's okay, um, one uh, piece of legislation I was really proud to bring forward um, was something that's actually based on what happened after World War II. Um, when veterans were returning, you know, the greatest generation were returning from war, uh, they, the government knew they'd have a homelessness crisis on their hands. And so what they did was they created a program called Homes for Heroes. And they built these, you know, small little bungalows so folks would have a place to live. And that greatest generation, ended up, you know, the, they had children who we know now as, as the baby boomers. If you think about the economic prosperity that the baby boomers have enjoyed, you know, I've offered legislation to, to do that again, to get the government back into the business of building truly affordable, supportive housing, and make sure people have an economic chance, because, you know, it's it's running over people, and, you know, we've got to make sure that people have that, that opportunity and can pass that wealth down to, to their kids, you know, otherwise... Where are we going? And near the end of the conversation with Mr. Kernigan, he's talked about how us as Londoners and young people who could be first-time voters, why we should be able to expect more from our government, and why we shouldn't be discouraged in general when it comes to voting and the election process. People should expect more out of their government. I think people too often just go and say, oh, well, that's the way it is. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. There were a few that I asked and they said like they know about it. It's just there's factors like, oh, I've seen I've seen a poll and my riding isn't competitive. So there's no point in voting. Oh, uh, that's the worst. Polls don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have. I'm not going to try to take too much time for you, but thank you. I really appreciate it. Now, I'm not going to tell you, or even if I'm allowed to tell you, to go straight out vote for Mr. Lewis or Mr. Kernigan, but you can reach out to them or other city councillors or MPPs in your riding if you just have any more questions or want to learn more about elections. Elections.ca also tells you what you want to know, what you need to know, and anything under the sun within our election process, or even who's your candidates, what's your riding, or when's your next election. So if we can just make sure that young people in our generation are more aware, involved, and just have a passion again for politics, it could be life-changing. So thank you for listening. I'm Matthew Smith, and you can find more episodes of Almost 107 on our website, 1069thex.com, or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from.